Pharmaceutical giant Pfizer announced that early data on their COVID-19 vaccine shows it to be more than 90% effective, giving a world wary from mask wearing and lockdowns a glimmer of hope that things will return to the way they were pre-pandemic. In this episode, I'll be talking about one of the many things that we lost during this crisis, large crowds. Let's take a listen. Hello and welcome to Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro. I am the aforementioned Chris Taliaferro, and thank you for joining me. You could be doing literally anything else, but you're listening to me. So thanks. You know what I miss? I miss going to concerts. I miss going to sporting events and pro wrestling shows. I miss going to the movies. I kind of miss crowds. I know crowds aren't for everyone. A lot of people get nervous in big crowds, but I've always really enjoyed sharing an experience with more people than you can count. More people than you can count are just right there with you, cheering, booing, dancing, singing, clapping, right along with you. And you know, everything with lockdown and uh, the pandemic, man, I mean, it just seems like we lost so much as a society. Um, and today I just really wanted to talk about large crowds for a little bit. Um, so I guess what we'll do is we will start, uh, we'll start with the biggest and then we'll work our way backwards. How's that sound, everybody? I hope, I hope that's cool with everybody. So let's talk about uh, some of the biggest crowds ever. Okay, so in order to have a big crowd, if you uh, want to um, really have a lot of people, the venue has to be able to house those people. So you need a large venue. So what's what's the largest venue in the United States? Well, if you don't know, it is Michigan Stadium in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's where the college football team, the Michigan Wolverines, play. And it has a capacity of 107,601 people. That's a lot. But guess what? It's not the largest venue in the world. It's close, but it's not the largest venue in the world. And there have been gatherings where the total number of people absolutely dwarf the amount of people that can stay in the largest stadium in the United States. So what's the largest in the world? Well, the largest in the world is... Rangrado 1st of May Stadium in North Korea. I'm sure everybody that uh, goes to that stadium does so under their own free will. <laughs> yeah, no no, no forced uh, government stuff going on there. No, 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 no. Uh, but that stadium, that stadium has a, uh, a capacity of 114,000 people. It's a lot. I doubt the number. Just because North Korea has uh, a history of manipulating uh, the news and the information that uh, comes out to the rest of the world about them and not being uh, exactly that forthcoming. But if you go online, if you look at pictures, it's clearly a big place. But they, 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 might, they, might, inf they might inflate the numbers a bit. It happens. Other people have definitely done it, and I'll get, I'll get to that in a little bit. But at any rate... You got one place, 114,000 people. You got another place, a little over 107,000 people. But 
we can go bigger. We can talk about bigger. So let's talk about someone who had a rumor about, I don't know, doing some certain thing. You know what? I'm not even going to get into it because <laughs> the, the person, well, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, there's two people that had rumors about them when I was growing up, and it was uh, Rod Stewart and Richard Gere. And I'm not gonna des- I'm not gonna describe the two rumors I heard about them growing up, but uh, suffice to say, um, both are pretty interesting. <laughs> That's just a little aside. Um, I almost wish I didn't bring it up because now you guys are gonna Google Rod Stewart rumors, and uh, you'll probably vomit. <laughs> At any rate, in 1994, on New Year's Eve, Rod Stewart had a concert in Brazil at uh, the Copacabana Beach. Again, that's important because, you know, I was just talking about crowd capacity, right? Like, how many people can these venues hold? Well, if you want a crowd larger than some of these capacities, you got to just go outside. It just has to be outside. So, 4.2 million. I'm going to say that again. 4.2 million people went to go see Rod Stewart play music. It's incredible. That's a lot of people. 4.2 million. But it's, it's, it's not, it's not even, it's, it's not touching the largest crowd ever. It can't, it can't even approach it. The Guinness World Record for the largest crowd ever happened in 1969 at the funeral of C.N. Anadurai. At this funeral, there were 15 million people there. 15 million! Now, now granted, this is an estimate. This is an estimate. But you can't really get a head count when you've got around 15 million people in attendance. Now, one, one question that I, uh, I saw online as I was uh, researching this topic, was that uh, many people, and I think that this is uh, fair to ask, but they they wondered if people along the sides watching the funeral procession as it drives by, if they count as a part of the crowd. I don't know. I don't know. If they counted as a part of the crowd, it would most likely launch that number up well past 15 million. So that's interesting. So there's there's just a little, you know, I don't want to say controversy. I think that's a little strong. But I think sometimes people wonder exactly what would count as a large crowd. And I kind of ask myself the same thing, because if you have a bunch of people outside, right, at what point does it just <laughs> become a town? <laughs> like, at what point? I mean, I guess, I guess a town suggests permanency and roots. So, you know, but I, I wonder, you know, when, when, when human beings were nomadic people and just roaming around, you know, I, how big did our groups get? Because I feel like at a certain point, it's not, I don't know, it's just, it's not a crowd anymore. I, I, I struggle with this. I, I, I don't know. I can't call it. <laughs> um, but, you know, what's crazy is I wonder if we're ever going to see crowds like this again where people feel completely comfortable and safe. Now, you look at a funeral where 15 million people attend. You look at a concert where 4.2 million people attend. And 
1969 and 1994, there weren't fears that someone could cough on you and cause the uh, increased spread of a global pandemic. Not, nothing, nothing of the sort. You were just part of a big crowd. You were part of a big moment. You know, the moments felt special, but now they feel dangerous. That sucks, man. That sucks. One of my favorite, favorite memories in my entire life was being a part of a large crowd. A little while back, I attended WrestleMania 35 with my son in East Rutherford, New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium has a uh, capacity of 82,500 people. So, you know, we're not talking about the biggest, uh, you know, anything like that. It, it is the biggest uh, NFL stadium, however. Uh, so it counts for something, right? Uh, but even though it had uh, 82,500 uh, capacity, uh, there weren't that many people in the building. Now, uh, the WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, announced the number as uh, 82,265 for those individuals in attendance. Uh, that number obviously is pretty close to that 82,500 number, but guess what? It's the WWE saying it, and I hope I'm not ruining this for anyone, but... They tend to fudge things and exaggerate, and they're not exactly known for being the most reliable source of information. So, uh, when trying to figure out exactly how many people I was with that day, I went to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, uh, which uh, is a publication in the wrestling community which is uh, fairly well respected across the board, and uh, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter puts the actual number Closer to 63,000 people. Not exactly 82, but 63 is still a lot of people. A lot of people. And, you know, again, being in the building, being in attendance, I can tell you that, you know, maybe it sounds like, oh, well, you know, 82 sounds a lot better than 63, but I, I personally don't see the need to lie. 63,000 people. That is a mass of humanity. But if WrestleMania came back to New Jersey, you know, next year, I'm not going. No way. You know, that, that large type of a crowd terrifies me right now. And it's, it's a shame because, again, like I said a little earlier, it was, uh, it was one of those things that I enjoyed so much. And, and now it's just gone. And there's a real sense that it might not ever come back in the same way. It's a scary thought. We've already seen uh, theater chains shuttering. Uh, Regal Cinemas uh, closed all of their uh, theaters. AMC's struggling. And those aren't even large crowds in movie theaters, right? Like, I mean, I guess they're large to a degree, but they're not a concert. They're not a, a sporting event. They're not a, 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 the funeral of, a, of a, st a state leader. Still pretty big, and I don't feel comfortable with that. I know I can't be alone. I know some people are itching and some people want to go out there. But uh, let me tell you something. When I uh, saw some of the crowds celebrating Joe Biden's presidential victory, I cringed. I said, oof, I know you're happy. You know, I'm happy too. 
but you guys I don't know this 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 don't seem safe but there's a vaccine now there's a vaccine and uh, Pfizer saying that uh, it looks to be around 90% effective no one's going to get that vaccine right away they're going to try and do what they can I'm assuming to get it to people as quickly as possible, but there's obviously going to be a uh, priority set on, uh, you know, doctors, the elderly, first responders. If you're just a regular, healthy Joe Schmo, you're not getting one. Not yet. And there's no timetable on when you could get one. So do you take the risk? Ah, I don't know. You know, I mean... Look, I'm you know I'm 37 years old, and uh, you know I'm I'm not exactly in the uh, the risk bracket in terms of someone that would have a, a, a completely horrific experience with COVID-19. Most people my age uh, do recover and seem to be doing fine. However, there are people who have ended up on ventilators. You know, I, again, I don't have any pre-existing conditions. I try to exercise fairly regularly. I, you know. I'm not obese, but hey, you know, you could still get it and you could still die. And listen, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan, okay? Huge pro wrestling fan. I've been one all my life. WrestleMania 35 was one of the best days of my life. I enjoyed every second except for the fact that it was too freaking long. It was eight hours, which is like a freaking work shift, but I digress. As much as I love and have a passion for professional wrestling, I don't want to risk my life to see John Cena punch someone in the mouth. I, I'm, I'm good on that. And I'm certainly not going to drag my child to something like that. You know, so when do we get back to having crowds? When do we get back to going to concerts? I want to go to a concert. I love the music of Michael McDonald and the Doobie Brothers were supposed to have a concert a reunion concert before all of this uh, all of this business went down. And I was going to get tickets. I was excited. Like everything else, it got canceled. But, you know, Michael McDonald, listen, I don't want to put any bad juju in the air, but, you know, he's not getting any younger. So am I going to get to see him while he's still around and able to perform? You know what's what's what, you know what are we looking at for concerts? You know, safe concerts where people feel feel comfortable, not these limited capacity kind of things that have been going on. You know, I see people trying to do things. You know, I I, I was watching uh, I was watching uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and I noticed that you know they have some people in the crowd. I'm sure that uh, you know they're wearing masks, and you can tell by the you know the lack of uh, clapping and laughter, and and that's not a slight on Jimmy Fallon. Um, you can tell by the lack of, you know, the, the lack of uh, noise and the laughter that, you know, there's not that many people there. It's different. It's weird. But, you know, do we need a huge crowd of people getting everybody sick so Jimmy Fallon can laugh at his own jokes? I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really just hard to kind of, you know, wrap your mind around, but I really hope we get there someday because I do think that there is a sense of uh, community and there's just a sense of belonging that can go along with a large crowd. But we're going to talk a little bit 
after this break about something that I think is a little more important than just having a good time at a concert or a pro sports event. You know, we're going to talk about that funeral that uh, I mentioned before that had 15 million people. And um, we're going to get into that a little bit. So let's take a break and I will be back right after this. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by looking at people suspiciously when they cough. Hey, uh, you ain't got the COVID, do you? She was coughing. And we are back. Now, before the break, I, uh, I did say that I wanted to discuss a little bit more about funerals. Uh, in the first segment, we, uh, discussed the funeral of C.N. Anadurai in 1969 in India with its estimated 15 million people, a Guinness World Record. Not every funeral's that big, though, but they are still very important to those who have lost someone. During this pandemic, I, along with many other people all across the country, all across the world, lost someone. You know, the person wasn't um, lost because of COVID, um, but I, I, you know, it was still a loss. It was my grandfather's brother. And uh, it was definitely a service that I would have attended if there wasn't a global pandemic going on. And it was just really unfortunate. And I know a lot of other people have been in the same situation. I know someone that had uh, two two very big losses, you know, back to back, and um, you know, Zoom funerals and all these other things. They they can't, you know, make up for that feeling of of togetherness when you gather to to mourn someone. I I do think that there is something important to that, and um, it's just really tough. It's tough because. You know, you have things like the controversies in New York City with um, their uh, Orthodox Jewish community who um, have this entire time just been um, completely ignoring uh, social distancing practices and um, orders to uh, avoid large gatherings of people. And they've done it for, you know, for funerals. There were some other things. I believe there was a uh, a rabbi whose son was getting married. You know, I I really can't condone that. But even though I um, I definitely don't want them to gather in large crowds and you know cause a spike or cause things to get worse. I you know that doesn't mean that I don't have empathy for the fact that you know they may be in mourning, they may be hurting, um, and it's just really hard. It's tough. I don't have the answer. But that's why I'm really hoping this vaccine that Pfizer uh, is saying that's 90% effective. So I hope it makes a difference. So I don't have to sit here and go through the the the, the moral quandaries of uh, trying to figure out if it's if it's the right thing to let a group of people mourn someone they miss. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. 
on one hand, you might say, well, you know, if we avoid the crowds now, we can prevent more losses, so we don't have more funerals, you know? And I get that, and that makes complete sense to me. You know, the, the analytical part of my brain says, yes, that's, that's how it should be. Point blank period, no questions. But I do know it might be hard if you just lost your grandma, if you just lost your brother, if you just lost your mother, if you just lost a child. Whew. It's crazy. But I do think we all kind of have to do our part so we can get back to that point Again, where this isn't an issue, where I'm not even bringing this up on a show. So, wow, I, you know, I really don't have all of the answers, but, um, you know, I just hope that uh, I was able to, you know, inform you a little bit today, entertain you a little bit, and, uh, you know, just kind of give you something to listen to to pass the time. But I don't want to end the show on such a down and dour note. I, I can't do it. Again, it was something that I wanted to talk about, and it was something that I thought was important to talk about and important to acknowledge, because although the other crowds that I you know, talked about are important in, in the sense that you know, they give us a sense of community and belonging and all these types of things, you know, I, I can't think of many more you know, truly, truly serious and important things than, than the funeral of, of someone that you cared about. Uh, but again, I, I, can't, I just can't do it. I can't end the show. I can't end the show that way. So I'm going to tell a joke about a crowd. So we will end the show with a bit of humor and levity. So here we go. You ready? Check it out. So there's a cold day in December in Washington, D.C., and a man is driving down the road when he notices that there is a large, large gathering of people in front of the White House. Now, again, with the pandemic going on, he knows that this isn't really normal. People aren't gathering like this as much as they were. So he pulls his car over and he walks up to a man in the crowd and says, Excuse me, sir, what's, what's this crowd about? What's, what's, what's going on here? The man replies, yeah, well, uh, we're here to see uh, Donald Trump. Now, because this is after the election, the man is very surprised. Uh, when Donald Trump lost, people were celebrating in the streets and uh, cheering and laughing, laughing and clapping. So he was just astonished that there would be a crowd this large to come see Donald Trump. So he says to the man, wow, I'm surprised. I, I thought that people didn't really like him. So the man replies... Uh, no, uh, we don't. We don't like him. We're just uh, bill collectors and repo men. He owes us a lot of stuff. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro. I really do appreciate it. If you'd like to support the show, go to anchor.fm forward slash things you don't see podcast and click on the support button. It would help, not gonna lie. You can also follow that same link 
anchor.fm forward slash things you don't see podcast and you can leave us a message i'd love that i always love to hear what you guys have to say we've got some great ones so far lastly if you want to find more out about us we're on social media you can go to facebook or instagram we're the same on both at things you don't see podcast again that's at things you don't see podcast and lastly we are also on youtube Just type in things you don't see every day with Chris Talley Farrell and we pop right up. Take care, everybody.